Today I'm talking about Israel's covenant with death, a soon coming agreement that they're going to make with the Antichrist that begins the tribulation. I'm also talking about the vow that Iran has made to continue and to escalate the war with Israel. I'm answering your questions as well as a question of do all children go in the rapture or just the children of believers. I'm Jimmy Evans. Welcome to the Tipping Point Show. Welcome to the show today. I'm talking about Israel's covenant with death, which is a soon coming agreement that they're going to make with the Antichrist, which begins the tribulation. Before I get into that now, I want to talk about the 21-day journey. If you're interested, I have a 21-day inner healing journey, a 21-day total freedom journey, and you can get these by going on 21dayjourney.com forward slash tipping point. And with the promo code tipping point, you get 25% off your first month on XO now, $9 a month, that's the subscription. You can go through both of the journeys there. And besides that, we have hundreds of video resources on XO now. It's an excellent resource for you if you're interested in that. Let me talk about Israel's covenant with death. Um, this comes from Isaiah, by the way, the, the term covenant with death. And it literally is a covenant with the devil that Israel is going to sign. I'm talking about the timeline now, and I believe that the rapture, the Gog-Magog war, we're already seeing the Gog-Magog war happen, begin to happen on the northern border of Israel right now and with Hamas and Hezbollah. It's happening right before our very eyes. But the full-scale war will happen soon, I believe. Around that time, there's going to be the rapture of the church. So we're seeing these things happen, which means that the covenant with the Antichrist, and I'll read from Daniel here in just a minute, but this covenant literally with the devil, this covenant with hell, is about to be signed. And this is Isaiah 28 talking about this issue. It says, Therefore hear the word of the Lord, you scornful men who rule this people who are in Jerusalem. Because you have said, we have made a covenant with death, and with Sheol we are in agreement. When the overflowing scourge passes through, it will not come to us, for we have made lies our refuge and under falsehood we have hidden ourselves. Now this prophecy is made to the rulers of Jerusalem. And they have made a covenant literally with hell. Sheol is hell, death. You have made a covenant with hell. And you believe because you have hidden yourselves under these lies that you're going to avoid trouble. This is Isaiah 28 beginning with verse 18. Your covenant with death will be annulled. And your agreement with Sheol will not stand. When the overflowing scourge passes through, then you will be trampled down by it. And as often as it goes out, it will take you. For morning by morning, it will pass over. And day by, and by day and by night, it will be a terror just to understand the report. And this is saying, God is saying, you made this covenant with death. You thought that you were going to avoid all these bad things. They're going to come to you. Your covenant with death is going to be annulled and the terror which you've tried to avoid is going to come to you day and night and every morning you're going to wake up to it. So this is a bad time. This is a bad time for Israel. And literally this is the beginning now of the tribulation. This is Daniel 9 and Daniel is talking about this covenant also. Daniel 9. This is, by the way, the angel Gabriel who is telling Daniel these things. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the command to restore and build Jerusalem until Messiah the Prince... 
There shall be seven weeks and 62 weeks. Now the word week there is the word Shabua or Heptad. It means seven years. So there shall be seven weeks and 62 weeks. The street shall be built again and the wall even in troublesome times. And after the 62 weeks, Messiah shall be cut off, killed, but not for himself. And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. That happened in AD 70 and it was the Romans. So what uh, Gabriel is saying here to Daniel is the Romans, the Antichrist who is to come, is going to come from the Roman Empire, by the way, which included the Middle East, much of the Middle East at that time. Uh, the end of it uh, and the, uh, the end of it shall be with the flood, and until the end of the war, desolations are determined. It's talking about the Antichrist now. Then he shall confirm a covenant with many, that's Israel, for one week, that's seven years. But in the middle of the week, that's three and a half years in, he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering, and on the wing of abomination shall be one who makes desolate, even until the consummation, which is determined, is poured out on the desolate. So, when Gabriel comes to Daniel, he says to him, 490 prophetic years have been declared for your people. And you can read the, the full text there in Daniel 9 because it talks all the reasons. But 483 years have been literally fulfilled until the command was given in March 14th of 445 B.C. by Artaxerxes Longimanus to Nehemiah for them to go back and build the city and the walls and all of that in troublesome times. It took them 49 years, just like this says. Until Messiah the Prince, uh, it was exactly to the day, 483 years. Okay, So that's already been fulfilled. But there are seven years that have not been fulfilled, and that is the tribulation period of time, also known as the time of Jacob's trouble. This is Jeremiah 30. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Thus speaks the Lord God of Israel, saying, Write in a book for yourself all the words that I have spoken to you. For behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will bring back from captivity my people Israel and Judah, says the Lord, and I will cause them to return to the land that I gave to their fathers, and they shall possess it. Now these are the words the Lord spoke concerning Israel and Judah. For thus says the Lord, We have heard a voice of trembling, of fear, and not of peace. Ask now and see whether a man is ever in labor with a child. So why do I see every man with his hands on his loins like a woman in labor and all faces turning pale? Alas, for that day is great, so that none is like it. And it is the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. The time of Jacob's trouble. Why do I see every man with his hands on his loins like a woman giving birth? This is a time of terror and not of peace. The time of Jacob's trouble. When the, when the Jews sign the agreement with the Antichrist, all hell breaks loose, or all heaven breaks loose, however you want to look at it. The tribulation begins as the Antichrist makes a false peace with Israel that probably allows them to build their temple. And I'm going to talk about this later because the two witnesses, they're going to be able to build because the two witnesses in Revelation 11. But there's probably some type of an allowance for the Jews to rebuild their temple in this covenant. Very attractive covenant, obviously, for Israel, but it literally brings death and hell upon Israel instantly. This is Revelation chapter 6. I saw the Lamb when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures saying with a loud voice like thunder, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a white horse. He who sat on it had a bow, and a crown was given him to conquer, and he went out conquering and to conquer. This is, this is and to conquer. This is Revelation chapter 6. And this is the rider on the white horse. Now, literally, 
the tribulation chapters of Revelation are chapter 6 through chapter 18. So this is the first seal that is broken by Jesus, the Lamb. This is the first seal that's broken on the scroll, and this rider on a white horse, this is the Antichrist, and he comes to conquer. He comes to take to conquer the world and try to literally take the place of Jesus Christ in the world. So remember, this is the first act of the tribulation. This is what begins the tribulation, is the Antichrist rides in. This is 1 Thessalonians 5. Concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pangs upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. Remember what was said about the time of Jacob's sorrow, that I saw every man with his hands on his loin like a woman giving birth. So when they say peace and safety, when they sign this covenant of death, this covenant with death, then what happens is immediately the Antichrist is now on the world scene and he appears as a rider on a white horse. Remember in Revelation 19, Jesus is on a white horse when he returns with us. So he's appearing as Jesus, but he's not the Prince of Peace. He's Satan and he's coming to take peace away from the world. So what happens now, remember we're in Revelation chapter 6. This is the beginning of the tribulation. Let's talk about some of the seals when they're open. When he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature say, Come and see. Another horse, fiery red, went out, and it was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth, and that people should kill one another, and there was given to him a great sword. So after the Antichrist is released, the next spirit that is released over the whole earth is murder, for people to kill each other. In other words, just like you see right now, all the mass murders and things like that is going to be a thousand times worse during the tribulation. Here's the third seal. When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come and see. So I looked, and behold, a black horse, and he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures, a quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius, and do not harm the oil and the wine. This is worldwide poverty and famine. And what it's saying here is this a quart of wheat for a denarius. A denarius was a day's wage. A quart of wheat or three quarts of barley is what an average person took for a day. And so you're going to spend one whole day's wage just to feed yourself. That's what it's saying. All these things are going to be very scarce. And by the way, the World Health Organization, the United Nations, many other organizations are right now warning of a massive worldwide famine that is happening right now. You see all the shortages and blame to COVID or whatever they're blamed on that there are worldwide shortages right now of many, many items, and they're saying that basic food will be scarce for much of the world, especially for much of the third world during that time. But this is a prophecy about worldwide famine. When it says don't harm the oil and the wine, that could mean a couple of things. One is you're not going to have the necessities, but you're going to have the luxuries. That's one way you could interpret it. The other way you can interpret it is this is going to be so bad you won't even have oil and wine. By the way, this is talking about olive oil. Not necessarily, you know, motor oil, they didn't need it back then, but olive oil, which was used for their skin, which was used for many different purposes. But the oil and the wine is either going to be there or it's not going to be there. The fourth seal. Uh, when he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying, come and see. So I looked and behold a pale horse. And the name of him who sat on it was death and Hades followed with him. And power was given over them to a fourth of the earth to kill with the sword 
with hunger, with death, and by the beast of the earth. So one-fourth of mankind are declared dead through these plagues that are going to come through this fourth horseman right here. So remember, we're only four seals into the tribulation. Remember, there are seven seals that begin the judgments on the earth. There are seven trumpets that continue the judgments on the earth. There are three woes, and then there are seven bowls. There, this is just beginning the tribulation. When this, when this covenant of death is signed between Israel and the great deceiver, the Antichrist, they're going to think they're entering into the deal of the century. They, they're going to think they're, this, is, this is phenomenal. The, we're going to give them something, and I believe they're going to give them East Jerusalem because in Revelation 11, John is given a reed to measure the, t- the temple mount, and it says, don't measure the outside. It's been given to the Gentiles to trample underfoot for three and a half years. So I believe there's going to be some kind of a deal that is brokered between the Antichrist and Israel to give up East Jerusalem or parts of East Jerusalem, maybe other lands, in exchange for them being able to build their temple. Something like that. But what happens is all hell breaks loose. When they say peace and safety, sudden destruction comes upon them. Here comes the rider on the white horse and all the other riders there. But listen to the fifth seal. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar of souls those who had been slain for the word of God and for their testimony, which they held. And they cried out with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, until you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? Then a white robe was given to each of them, and it was said to them that they should rest a little while longer, until, until, both, until both the number of their fellow servants and their brethren, who would be killed as they were, was completed. This is martyrdom. This is talking about mass martyrdom during the tribulation. And this altar of souls of people who have been killed are saying, Lord, how long? How much longer are you going to put up with this? And the Lord says, I'm going to comfort you. Here's a white robe. There's more people coming. Okay. And in Revelation 20, we see people who are beheaded for their testimony to Christ because they would not take the mark of the beast nor the number of his name nor worship him. And by the way, martyrdom or the beheading is the signature execution of Muslims. And there are still Muslim nations where it is legal. And Joel Richardson, who I interviewed, you'll see some of that interview in upcoming shows. He believes that the Antichrist will be Muslim. And there's good evidence in the Word of God to support that it could be. But there's going to be mass martyrdom. This is what is going to happen when the tribulation begins. It is literally a covenant with death. And I'll tell you, the, I believe the rapture could happen any time. Now, I believe it's going to happen during the Feast of Trumpets. I'm going to be teaching on that in upcoming programs. Uh, but I believe it's going to happen very soon. I believe the Gog-Magog War is happening before our eyes right now, but the full invasion is going to happen very soon. This covenant could de- with death could happen in a matter of months. This is something that could happen soon. You don't want to be here. You don't want your loved ones to be here during that time. And let me say one more thing about this covenant with death, it begins the tribulation, which is broken into two parts. Uh, The first part is three and a half years. The second part is three and a half years. The first part is tribulation. The second part is the great tribulation. These are the bold judgments of Revelation, which are horrific. But this is Daniel again. Then he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week, seven years. But in the middle of the week, he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering. And on the wing of abomination shall be one who makes desolate even until the consummation which is determined is poured out on the desolate. This is Matthew 24. This is Jesus. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, and then 
Matthew here says parenthetically, whoever reads, let him understand. In other words, you need to understand what he's talking about here. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let him who is on the housetop not go down to take anything out of the house. And let him who is in the field not go back to get his clothes. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. And pray that your flight may not be in winter or on the Sabbath. For then there will be great tribulation, such as not been since the beginning of the world until this time. No, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. And so Jesus, Jesus is the one who coins the phrase, the great tribulation. Now I just read to you about the first five seals of the tribulation from Revelation chapter 6. They're horrific. Jesus says, uh-uh. In the beginning of the tribulation, when you see the abomination of the de- desolation, when the Antichrist goes in and proclaims himself God in a rebuilt temple, this is 2 Thessalonians 2, when he goes in and proclaims himself God in a rebuilt temple, when that happens, great tribulation will come on the earth such as never been in world history, nor will ever be, and unless those days were cut short, somehow God's going to cut them short. No flesh would survive. All human beings would die. But for the elect's sake, those days will be cut short. That's the great tribulation. The first three and a half years are certainly no picnic. It's horrific. The last three and a half years are death and hell. It is absolute chaos on the earth during that time. I'm saying that to say it's going to happen. I'm telling you it's going to happen. And it can begin very soon. The things that were happening in the world right now are the things the Bible said would happen at the very end. Why I'm saying this, I'm saying it for two reasons. I want you to be encouraged. I don't want you to look around and get upset by the news that's going on right now. Jesus is coming. Jesus said, when you see all these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your head. Your redemption is drawing near. I'm telling you, if you're a believer, this is the best time in your life. You're about to see the face of Jesus. You're about to get your reward from Jesus. You're about to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And this a rotten, corrupt, evil world is going to be in your rearview mirror. This is a time as believers to be encouraged. I'm also saying it for this reason. It's time to pray for your unsaved loved ones and for people that even you don't know. It's time to pray for God to do an end time harvest for people to come to Christ. It's time to tell people lovingly and graciously about the faith that you have in Jesus. But the Bible is the only book in the history of the world that has predicted the future with absolute accuracy. When you see what's happening in Israel right now, the Bible wrote it all in advance. It's happening exactly according to script. And I'm telling you one more time, Jesus is coming. Now I'm going to continue by talking to talk about the war in Israel right now and how it's about to escalate. It's not going away. It's about to escalate in the words of the Iranians and Hamas and Hezbollah and all of those from the news. I'll be answering your questions. If you're not a subscriber, I'm going to say goodbye to you because the next part of this program is for subscribers only. $7 a month, $77 a year. We would love to have you as a subscriber. And you don't just get all of the Tipping Point show. You get articles all week long. We talk about the news. We educate you on the end times. You'll get to your inbox on your phone or your computer or whatever. You're going to get uh, very helpful articles talking about uh, current events and what's happening in the news and also what the Bible says. So it's a, it's a great blessing. $7 a month, $77 a year. We think it's a great bargain. We hope that you'll be a subscriber in times.com. Uh, we want you to go on and subscribe. If you're not a subscriber, I'm saying goodbye to you. If you're a subscriber, stay tuned.